Welcome back or welcome to the Single Track Podcast. I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and this is a 2022 Havilene 100 pre-race interview with Stephanie Flippin, a professional trail runner for Hoka based in Evergreen, Colorado. Before we dive in, if you are a fan of Single Track, please consider supporting the show with a rating and review in your podcast player, a donation on Patreon, or use our sponsor discount codes, all of which you can find in the show notes of this episode. With that, let's get started. Stephanie Flippin, welcome to the Single Track Podcast. Hey, Ben, thank you so much for having me. So I want to get right into it, although I have a couple questions before we get to the uh, the main topic at hand, Havelina. If I got this right from my research, for at least the first few years that you were in the running scene, you, you considered yourself like a middle-of-the-pack runner. You weren't really applying much structure to things and but you've also admitted that you were happy during that time. And I guess given that, I'm curious if we can talk about uh, what switch flipped for you that made you want to be more intentional, more committed, more interested in working to achieve your potential. Yeah, that's such a fun question. Um, I always really appreciate talking about like this time in my life. Um, yeah, so I really um, like I started running um, like consistently um, my first year in medical school. That was really a way for me to have like a stress outlet. Um, I would vividly remember like being in the anatomy lab, uh, like with cadavers, like studying for hours and then just needing a break. And I'd run over um, to my medical school's gym and hop on the treadmill while it was just like, like just snowing like feet because I was in Chicago. Um and yeah, I I think the main reason why I really didn't have like the bandwidth, um, you know, and the time um, and like the even like the emotional energy um, to really put a lot of like structured um, and focus into running is because I was in medical school. And then from medical school, I went straight into residency. Um, so I kind of just did what I could. Um, that was back in 2011, um, 2012. Um, so at that time, I really didn't have any knowledge about, um, you know, like run coaches. I don't feel like mm. the online running coaching boom had really happened yet. Um, so, you know, I met my uh, my now husband. Um, we were in the same class um, and he was like, hey, there's this really cool, uh, you know, kind of trail and ultra running scene. Let's get into it. Um we just kind of did what we could um, with the time that we had. We were working crazy hours. Um, and like I said, once I like once I started residency, it was like my time really wasn't my own. Um, so like I was happy like doing what I could um, with the time and the bandwidth that I had. Um, I think the flip um, that kind of switched for me was when I entered my last year of residency, I started to have more time to myself, um, less like call time, less like being called into the hospital. Mm. Um, you know, and I had been hopping into races and I think I just realized like, you know, I've been like, I've built this like huge, like aerobic engine, like growing up playing sports as well. Um, what can I do if I actually like put structure into this, like actually do speed work um, and have like weeks that look a little bit more normal compared to like, okay, four miles here, four miles there, and then a 35 mile long run because I'm trying to like hop into this hundred mile race. Um, so yeah, I, I think once I started to have more time um, to myself, um, I thought, you know what, like, what can I actually accomplish um, with putting structure and focus into it? Right on. Well, there's this great blog post that you wrote maybe a year ago announcing your partnership with Hoka yeah. and you talk about once you do reach this um, this elite level in the sport, 
you have to embrace, quote unquote, embrace the season you're in, but yeah. also recognize that uh, in order to be there and to inhabit that space, you have to you have to pull back in other areas of life. And uh, yeah. I'm curious, what have what have the trade offs been for you? Like, what have been the sacrifices that you're maybe okay with making to uh, to compete at a high level? Yeah, you know, um, I think when. <clears throat> When I was preparing to leave and graduate residency, uh, my surgical residency, and then my husband and I had decided to open up um, our private practice here in Colorado. Um, at that time, that was 2018, um, pre-pandemic. Um, I really like I had huge goals. <clears throat> excuse me to come out here to Colorado and start training, um, you know, and just see what I could do. Um, but at the same time, I never in a million years thought that, like, you know, three years later, I'd be signing like a professional contract with Hoka. Um, I think some of the trade-offs have been that um, I I love patient care. I love what I do, um, but I really had to recognize this past year that like I could not be in the office like for mm. you know like twelve hours at a time. Um, you know, since I am a private practice owner, I'm not just like seeing patients and then able to kind of like clock out and go home. Um, you know, I have like charting, I'm like managing the business, like doing the bookkeeping, taxes, logistics. Um, so. I really had to pull back um, in terms of how many patients I was seeing. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call that a draw, like a, a drawback or like a trade off at all. Yeah. Um, in my mind, it's like I can always be involved in medicine. Um, it's not like this like tight window of like you know fitness like at a peak age or anything like that. Um, so I have pulled back in that arena. Um, you know, I feel like. I wear a bunch of different hats. Um, I'm also like a coach. Um, I have a very large team um, that I very much enjoy leading, um, but I did have to back off on taking new athletes um, and just making sure that I was allotting myself enough time. Um, I feel like I'm someone that loves to just like take on a bunch of things. Um, but sometimes, like I said, I, I was starting to notice my health start to falter a little bit. Yeah. Um, and really, I just had to pull back in other areas so that I could allot more time, even to like my own recovery, just making sure I'm getting like eight to 10 hours of sleep per night um, has mm. been like pivotal for me. So one more question before we get into Havelina, yeah. you mentioned this in a few recent social media posts that whenever you think about fixing issues in training, your mind first goes to either what you can subtract or improve upon versus adding stuff in. And I know that we have constant marketing all around us with like recovery tools and new philosophies, et cetera. Okay. So can you reflect on this approach more? Because I think it, there's a lot of value for listeners in that. Yeah. I, you know, I also want to give credit. I believe, um, you know, I'm a big um, fan of Steve Magnus, um, also like Adam Grant. I think both of them have touched on that principle. Um, you know, like you said, like we're living in this world where it's like, oh, there's this new supplement. Like, try this, try this. <laughs> um, for me, it's just been so much more on like, like I just mentioned, like instead of me like trying to hop on some new train with something, it's been so huge for me to just acknowledge that I'm someone that needs like nine hours of sleep per night. That's something that I've really been focusing on. Mm. Um, just like basic strength work too. Um, like I don't do anything like super crazy, sexy, like different. It's just like kind of consistent bricks that I'm stacking here. Um, like I said, I, I'm always kind of evaluating like the, like how I'm managing my time. I'm someone that like, I have to have like, you know, Google like sheets, like constantly like outlining all the things I need to get done. Like the athletes I'm following races and stuff like that. So just like being 
really efficient is of like utmost importance to me. Um, so I'm kind of constantly combing through and seeing like, okay, am I wasting time here? Am I like hemorrhaging time here? Um, what can I do to just be more efficient and um, be like the person I need to be um, with patients, athletes, myself, my friends, my family. So. Well, looking at your ultra sign up and, and getting to Javelina here, you are no stranger to success at fast hundred mileage. You've had wins at Tunnel Hill, at Jackpot, I think you have a low 14 hour, 100 mile PR. Do you feel like this space is your niche and Javelina plays to your strengths? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, Your kind words there. Um, Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like I have spent um, a good amount of time like focusing on road speed, um, like sub ultra distance speed. Um, actually I took a long break, um, from trail and ultra, um, like in 20, 2019, um, to really like, work, like kind of crank down my speed a lot more just because I don't have, um, a high school or collegiate background, like in track and mm. cross country. Um, so I really felt that I would benefit from developing, um, you know, that, that type of stimulus, um, that so many of my competitors have years of experience with. Um, so they maybe don't need to be like developing that so much. Um, but for me, I, I definitely felt like I needed to do that. Um, I think 2020, um, you know, before the pandemic hit, I had like additional goals to kind of stick to the roads, stick to like sub ultra distances. But then of course the pandemic hit, I had actually totally forgotten that I'd signed up for Tunnel Hill um, in 2019. And that was actually perfect. Um, I'd gotten kind of burnt out on road training anyway. Um, and I was like, you know what? It's been, it'll have been like two and a half years since I last raced a um, hundred miler. Um, I had last lined up at San Diego 100 in 2018. Um, I'm born and raised in San Diego. Um, so it was, but it was really exciting for me to be like, oh my gosh, I have this 2020 Tunnel Hill entry. Um, let's get back to that distance and see what I can do. Um, and I think ever since, um, you know, I was able to chop, I think, I think I ran like a 12 hour PR that day at Tunnel Hill in 2020. Wow. Um, and from there it was like, okay, um, I didn't necessarily put like a super, super focused training block in for Tunnel Hill in 2020. Um, and I think I just got really excited from there, like what I could do, um, like extrapolating on that, um, and then, of course, in April um, is when I ran a 1435. And then the following fall, um, I was able to run my current PR of 1404. Um, that All that being said, I love trail running. And I have been wanting to kind of transition back onto the trails as opposed to, like, getting a little bit more away from the road, road ultra or, like, super flat, non-technical um, 100 milers. So Javelina really seemed like kind of the perfect transition for yeah. me. So. Well, I'm curious, and um, I think I want to ask here, like just based on the fitness you've built up over the past few months, where are you at uh, confidence-wise heading into this race? Like, do you have any particular outcome goals you're looking at, or are you yeah. somebody that uh, just kind of takes what the day gives you, regardless of uh, what you have planned? Yeah, I, you know, being in the sport for a while now, I think this will be my tenth hundred miler. Um, I, I do like to take kind of a blended approach of what you just mentioned. Um, like, of, of course, I have like very specific process and uh, results oriented goals like laid out for myself. Um, but I do acknowledge like the reality of 100 milers, like, you know, I will have to be flexible, adaptable on the day um, and kind of like taking like what the outside factors are giving us in terms of weather. 
um, and just really anything could happen out there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm feeling extremely confident um, in the build I recently put in. Um, I had a bit of a rough spring um, that I had to recover from and just kind of like get my health um, back in a good place. Um, so I eased into things um, in the summer. Um, you know, I took July like pretty easy and kept things at my base mileage um, while I just, you know, enjoyed the trails here in Colorado, worked to get my vert up a little bit more than it had been um, from road training. Um, but yeah, and then after July, you know, we hit August and I was able to put in a solid, I think I put in nine weeks, um, you know, like at 100 to 115 miles per week. Um, and that's probably the biggest block um, of consistent high mileage um, and really good, like uh, specific intensity um, that I've ever put in, like going into a hundred miler. So I'm feeling excited about it. One last question on this front. I think a lot of people in the running media, myself included, are guilty of being very future focused when it comes to races like Javelina because there are golden tickets up for grabs. Yeah. And uh, I'm curious, are you on a mission for one of those? Like, does, does, Is Western States a race that interests you and uh, you'd love to make a part of your calendar for next year? Absolutely. Um, this was a, like the main reason um, I chose Javelina. Like I said, um, when I first like entered like the ultra running world, I was purely on the trails. I wasn't running like flat, fast hundreds or anything like that. Um, this has been a long time coming um, that I've wanted to transition back. Um, I'm feeling so excited about it because I truly have never... I, this will be like my first like foray into like elite like racing like at this level on the trails for me um, because I, I have been like on the roads or more like like I said less technical um, terrain up until now um, and it's like I said it's a transition that's been a long time coming for me I remember watching uh, you know the classic like uh, Killian um, documentary on Western States yes. Hal Kerner um, I remember like showing my in-laws showing my parents that video and being like <laughs> I want to do this um, you know like 10 years ago now um, so yeah like I said this is that is the main goal for me uh, next weekend at Javelina is to get after a golden ticket and be able to return to my home state and race uh, Western States I know that you are a Hoka sponsored athlete what shoes are you wearing on race day yeah I will be wearing Hoka challengers right on yeah and last question here actually this is more of like a call to action but uh, just even based on this interview you seem like a natural podcaster and I've read a lot of your writing you're involved with this new media company called Relay. Can you just talk a bit about that before we go? Yeah. Yeah. Relay um, is an awesome new uh, running media group. Um, we are a group of nine of us. Um, we come from various different backgrounds. Um, <clears throat> a handful of us are like elite professional level um, athletes. Some of us are more involved uh, like in the podcasting world and YouTube world. Um, I am primarily in a written format right now, but I also have a monthly podcast um, with Matt Chittam um, that comes out on Relay um, as our coach's corner. Um, I've really been enjoying writing on like current events, like within the running uh, community and within the sport. Um, and yeah, we um, each one of us puts out about three pieces of content per month. Um, we come from like extremely diverse backgrounds, and we're really excited to be a part of um, you know this emerging run running media world. So. Check us out awesome. on Patreon. Awesome. Well, Stephanie, we'll make sure to link to all of it in the show notes. Thank you so much for your time. We're excited to follow your race roughly a week from today. And uh, yeah, best of luck. Thank you so much, Ben. Thanks for listening. Before we sign off, if you are a fan of the show, please consider supporting us with a rating and review in your podcast player. 
a donation on Patreon, or the use of our sponsored discount codes in the show notes. Thanks again. We really appreciate your support. Really appreciate you listening. Until next time, I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and you have been listening to the Single Track Podcast.